Center meeting every single week for different people groups, different age groups. And uh, if you are interested in that, you can see a volunteer at Guest Services and just tell them, hey, I want to learn some more about small groups. What do you have to offer? And if you're online and watching, you can just comment groups on this live stream and someone will reach out to you this week. It might be a small group leader, it might be one of us pastors, but someone will reach out to you this week uh, wanting to get you connected into a small group. So if you're online and that is something that you may want uh, interest in, uh, definitely hit us up and uh, we'll be sure to reach out to you this week. Uh, before we get started, we've got these Christmas devotionals here. Uh, this one is the Hope of Christmas and there's three others over on the welcome desk. Uh, they all have the same message about Jesus and that really he came to be with us. He came to be one of us, fully God and fully human, because God saw a broken world that was in need of a savior. And so these devotionals tell that story and they're free. So we have a bunch of them available. So just get one if you're interested and want to know more about the meaning of Christmas. If you're new to church, if you're new to this whole God relationship, uh, this would be for you. So pick one up before you leave today. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's different ones available. Take all of them if you'd like to. Uh, that's totally fine. They're completely free. Uh, we just want to offer these during this time of Christmas. So let's get into some of the things we've got in store uh, for this next month. Uh, say busy. I, I heard this side of the room say busy. There, I heard that side too. Good. Uh, Christmas is a really busy time of year. Uh, it's busy for everybody with shopping and with family gatherings and get-togethers, and it's also busy for us here at church because we want to do as much as we can to go out and to reach people in our community that don't know the Christmas message. And so there's a couple things that we do every single year that some of you are familiar with, some of you may not be if you're new to Journey, but we just try to do these things to show people, hey, God loves you, He is for you, and uh, He came to earth to die for you. And that's the whole point of the Christmas message. So we do a couple things every year with outreaches and with other ministries. And uh, we're going to talk about that in here in just a second. So let's talk about our nursing home outreach. Actually, yeah, nursing home outreach. We did the Christmas uh, tree lighting last night. It went over well. I hear we gave out over 125 cups of hot chocolate last night. Uh, saw a lot of people down there on Facebook. So uh, give a round of applause for our Journey volunteers that went down and helped with that last night. Uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you for donating to our Tide Jug ministry as well to pay for that hot chocolate in those cups. We appreciate that so much. But let's get into our Christmas outreach. Uh, so you'll notice the tree up front by the welcome desk when you come in. Uh, it's got ornaments on it, but it's also got some weird-looking ornaments that look like socks. And they are socks. They're real socks. Uh, we encourage you to bring those in because they are going to our two nursing homes. Uh, we help out Parkside and Shady Lawn uh, every single Christmas, and we give them something warm like socks or scarves or gloves or hats, and we also try to give them some candy, some little goodies. So we're doing warm socks and candy this year in goodie bags, so if you want to help with that, you can bring in socks and just hang them on that tree anywhere you feel free. Uh, you can bring those in and bring it to the tree up front. You can also bring in candy and drop it in this black tub right over here next to this table. Uh, you can bring in that as well. You can also donate cash and check, and that'll help cover a couple of things like extra socks, extra candy if we need it. And also, we are partnering with the Cynthiana Cheese Store uh, for a free hot meal uh, that they're actually going to be serving. So the Cheese Store volunteers and the employees are actually going into the nursing homes this year and serving it themselves, which is a really cool thing. Uh, we partnered with them, and they said, hey, we love the elderly. We know these are two very overlooked communities, and uh, we would like to help with that. And so we were very on board with that because that's our mission too. So shout out to the Cynthia Cheese Store for partnering with us. But we're doing these meals, $6 a box. 
And so that's a really cool thing, but we need your help with that. So if you can give to the Tide Jug to help cover the cost of that $6 meal per person, we're feeding about 125 people. So you can do the math from there. It's quite a bit of money, but we believe that this is a really important ministry, a really important partnership. So if you want to help that, uh, with that, you can give to the Tide Jug, and that'll go to that as well. So those are different uh, different ways you can help. You can also volunteer. There is a sign-up sheet over here, and uh, it's really complicated with some of the ways we're doing it this year. A lot of logistical things, a lot of different meeting times. But if you are interested in just helping, that's all we need, just your interest and your help. Just sign up over here, and we'll be sure to give you the information uh, when we're meeting, when we're putting stuff together, when we're delivering these goodie bags and stuff. Just sign up, sign your name and your phone number, and I'll reach out to you sometime this week and tell you how you can get involved uh, hands-on with this ministry. It'd be really fun. So let's talk about a couple more things. We've got some upcoming messages here. Uh, We've got a message next week because we are wrapping up momentum this week. Uh, Bobby is going to be doing a one-weekend message uh, talking about Joseph, but not this Joseph. We're talking about Joseph and Genesis and how it ties into the Christmas story. Because really the Bible from end to end really ties into the point of Jesus. But he's talking about hurt and suffering and pain and how sometimes we feel that at Christmas time. And uh, the series is titled You Matter to God. It's just a one weekend message. So uh, tune in for that next weekend. It'll be a lot of fun. The two weekends after that, I've got the pleasure of speaking while Bobby and Connie are traveling. So uh, pray for me and then pray for yourselves as I am in charge for two weeks. Uh, We'll see how that goes. But I'm excited for that too. And speaking of, join us this Christmas at Journey. Uh, Join us Saturday the 23rd at 6, Sunday the 24th at 10.30. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. We've got some great things planned, a great message planned, and uh, we just want to see you here with your family at Christmas celebrating with us. So we invite you, tell your friends, uh, tell your other extended family that may not have a church home, and uh, let's try to pack this room on a Christmas weekend. Amen? So let's talk about the final weekend of Momentum. We've talked about a bunch of different things, how to engage with people in our community that are different than us. And so we're talking about people that are different but the same today. We're talking about people that they believe, but there's different denominations and different areas of belief within the global church. So we're talking about how do we, how do we engage with different conversations, different groups of people that may believe a little differently than us. So this is the last weekend of the message. I'd like to pray before we get started. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can gather here uh, in your name. And I pray right now as Bobby brings this message forward that we could all agree that we're on the same side. We're on the same team. We're on God's team. But people believe differently for different reasons. And sometimes those, those differences really can push us away from each other. And I pray right now as we look at this message that you could just bring us in for a moment, bring us in to listen to what you have to say through your word, that we really are on the same side. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.
Okay, we're going to grab the Bible and we're going to look at Acts chapter 15 and we are going to wrap up this series, this four-week series called Momentum, getting from where we are to where we really want to be. And uh, momentum is a thing. It is. It is in our own personal life and in everything that we can understand. So this time we're talking about uh, how to build community in our community, how to engage with people who somehow... Uh, grew up or recently in their adult life chose a denomination. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment, what that means, and uh, how we can build some kind of community with others in our community that might have a little different understanding of doctrine or the Bible. We started out chapter uh, chapter of uh, Acts 2 and the book of Acts talking about the church in week number 1. And we said that sometimes we uh, have religious differences just because of where we were born. So if you were to be born in another country, in another place, your background might really be something different than Jesus. And so that's where some people begin. Sometimes we talk about people who have different uh, different kind of jobs and different levels of income. And that might also separate us or divide us. And we talked about how, how do we build momentum with people that live in another country? Or how do we build momentum with people that just have different kind of money and bills and obligations and some have rent and some have homes? And how, how does that work? How can we all find momentum and work together better? And then last weekend, we talked about this idea of sometimes it's because of the color of our skin. Maybe we have dark skin, or maybe we have white Caucasian skin, or maybe we have Asian color, or maybe we're just a little bit different on the outside, and somebody uh, different from us is hard for us to build community with. Maybe somebody that wears glasses and somebody that doesn't. I'm not sure, but I'm just saying all of us can work better together and so we're trying to talk about getting from where we are to where we really want to be and it's working with everyone building momentum together with everyone is really what God wants and so as we wrap this up tonight we're talking about how it is sometimes there's so many different churches it's confusing and uh, that's kind of the idea I want to start with here Momentum is sharing acts of kindness like we did last night with giving away 125 cups of hot chocolate. It's sharing good news with people that are not yet fully informed about God and how to be in a relationship with God and helping somebody get their Jesus story started, helping them to understand that God is for everybody and and really that uh, God is not against us, but he's, he's, uh, he's on He's on a mission to try to develop a relationship with everyone. So what if you didn't go to church, at any kind of church, and you thought you might try a church? How do, you, how do you decide? It's a bit like buying ice cream. Say, ice cream? I'm going to be gone for Christmas, but I have very close information. I've been talking to some people, and it just might be possible that Christmas weekend we have ice cream at the coffee bar, at Fred's famous coffee shop and at the coffee bar journey. We might have some ice cream. Let me tell you how ice cream fits into the story of momentum as we wrap this up tonight. Let me tell you about Baskin-Robbins. Let's do that. Here's what I found. Two brothers-in-laws, one called Burton Baskin and the other Irving Robbins, 
lived in Glendale, California, and they founded in 1945 what is known worldwide as the largest ice cream store anywhere, Baskin-Robbins Ice Cream. Here's something I didn't know. What was once a selection of 31 flavors by the Baskin-Robbins Company, 31 flavors ice cream flavor for each day of the month, you might not have known that, has now grown to more than 1,400 in its flavor library. So the originators of the company called Baskin-Robbins, the two brothers-in-law, they began with something that's pretty cool, ice cream. <laughs> and most everybody likes ice cream. And they began with a different flavor every day of the month. So that's why it's Baskin-Robbins 31. But over time, everybody's added new flavors. I don't know, crazy kind of flavors. And if you'd never been in a Baskin-Robbins store before and you really tried to pick a flavor, it's hard to pick a flavor if you got 1,400 flavors to pick from. Say so, amen. I'm just saying, good old chocolate and vanilla is pretty good. And if you get too crazy, it's hard to make a decision. Now, that's where I want to take you right now. The church that Jesus started in the Bible, in the book of Acts, is pretty good. It's like good old chocolate and vanilla ice cream. But what happened with time, by about 300 A.D., by about 300 A.D. after Jesus arose and was resurrected and he ascended to heaven and he turned the apostles loose in planting churches all over Europe, everywhere, missionary journeys, one, two, and three, everybody started adding flavors or denominations and if you don't go to church anywhere and you decide today to go to some kind of church, you might scratch your head like trying to go into a Baskin-Robbins. It's got 1,400 flavors. Like, where should I go and what flavor should I pick? And it can be confusing. Say confusing? Uh-huh. So it's hard to beat good old-fashioned chocolate and vanilla ice cream. And it's hard to beat simple church where God really is for everybody. And you're welcome. Tattoos and all. Whatever kind of clothes you wear. Whatever kind of car you drive. You're welcome. It's pretty hard to beat. Like good old chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Amen? Amen. It's for everybody. It's for young and old. It's for, it's for everyone to come and enjoy Jesus and his church. That's what he had in mind. And that's what I'm trying to wrap up tonight with this lesson and tomorrow with this lesson called Momentum. And so building community and engaging people with different religious denominations is sometimes like us trying to decide what kind of ice cream am I going to eat. It's too many choices and too many flavors. And in the Bible, the Apostle Paul tells us that you and I, you and I ourselves, are to be a letter known and read by everybody. So when a person reads your life, Like you talking about ice cream. When a person talks about how much you love Jesus, what does your life really say? Do you make it fun and tasty? And do you make it simple like 
is pretty good, like chocolate and vanilla ice cream? Or do you start getting weird like some kind of mustard flavor ice cream? Come on now. It really isn't that good. And it sounds like it's crazy, but that's what happens. And so in the American church today and in the denominational church world everywhere, Christianity got so complicated for a lot of people that don't go to church, those people who wanted to know more like us buying ice cream, we kept adding denominations and divisions. And so in Acts chapter 15, we're going to read a few verses tonight as I wrap this up about how important it is that we just try to be the church that Jesus started and not be a denomination. Journey Church is not a denomination. There aren't any denominations in the Bible. There's not a Baptist church, a Methodist church, a Catholic church, Episcopal. There's not. There's like us saying, I want to add flavors to the church that Jesus started. They're not in the Bible. And so we made it even harder sometimes to make a good decision about what flavor we want, like picking ice cream. Say, picking ice, pick ice cream? And it gets complicated. There are more than 120 diff- different kind of denominations just of the Baptists. Man, it's hard to decide which one I want to go to. I want to go to that church. And it's the same for all the different denominations. So what Journey Church tries to do, and what Journey Church is not the only church doing that, there's about 6,000 churches that were all different denominations. And about 1803, it actually started in Cane Ridge, Kentucky, over here where the horse farm is, over here where Brian's family and over on Cane Ridge, there was a revival in 1803, 1801, 1802, 1803. This revival took off, and everybody who was in a different denomination said, we ought to just kind of get back to doing what Jesus said and be Christians and just put over the door, we're Christians, Christians only, and not worry about denominational names and labels, like picking ice cream that's just vanilla and chocolate is pretty good and Help everybody else have some too. Say amen. Amen. It was a pretty good idea, and we're still doing that today. And that's why we're the kind of church that we are, and that's why there are other churches like us. And and I hope you figured that out by now, that it really is pretty good. It's pretty hard to make it better than what Jesus started. Let's just stick with the flavors he gave us. Be a simple church. God is for everybody. Just, Just come as you are. Just don't stay as you are. So here's three factors that I'm going to give you as I wrap this up, and I'll give everybody tomorrow the same idea, but I want you to remember we're going to try to have some ice cream. You Just be on your toes. I'm just saying I've got pretty good connections. I think we might have some ice cream when it comes for Christmas weekend, I hope, Brian. So you send me a text and let me know, but I'm hoping that that happens. I think it will. Three things that happened in the early church where they built community in their community where denominations on top of denominations and divisions upon divisions began to spring up by about 300 A.D. The Roman Catholic Church began to model itself after the Roman government, and you began to have all kinds of hierarchy like the Pope at the top and all the structure underneath it like a big pyramid, and it became different. It was a different flavor than the simple church that Jesus started that was like a local church. 
like a church that didn't have any organizational headquarters that was kind of over top of a big pyramid. It was just a local group of people that followed God and followed Jesus who was their Savior. Simple. Say simple church. Does it make sense? It's like vanilla and chocolate ice cream. I hope it does. That's trying to make it easier for people who don't go to church, try to make it easier to understand. And that's what they were trying to do in the book of Acts is to clarify what the kind of church was that Jesus had in mind. So let's read chapter 15. Where would you go in the Bible if you wanted to read about the church? I just told you a minute ago all those other names aren't in the Bible. Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic. Okay, so where would you go? Where would you go in the Bible? The book of Acts. There's only one book, the Acts of the Apostles, that's a history of the church. All the other books have different things. There's books about Jesus, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's books that are, that are prophetic books that are in the Old Testament, but, or Revelation in the New Testament. But honestly, if you want to read about the church, go to the book of Acts. That's where we're at. That's what we've been looking at, building momentum, building community in your community, with people who would like to buy some ice cream, but they're not sure which flavor to pick, we're trying to make it clear so that you can tell someone else. And so here's three things as a takeaway for tonight and tomorrow. And I hope this helps you. And I hope you think about it next time you walk into Baskin-Robbins and they've got so many flavors on the wall, you're not sure which one to choose and how confusing it can be. Maybe just pick chocolate or vanilla and enjoy that. Here's the first one. They all start with W. How can we help? The W stands for you got to really want this bad. What do I mean you got to really want this bad? You got to really want this bad that you're going to build community in your community with people that are not like you and people who have different denominational backgrounds and people who have different ideas about the Bible and doctrine and they have different traditions. You really got you got to want to do this. And so let's look at chapter 15, first six verses. Some men came down from Judea to Antioch. Now Antioch is where I said that things were really happening, that they were having a Jesus happening. It was like a Jesus revolution. It was like a amazing time where everybody by the hundreds and thousands were coming to believe that Jesus really was the Son of God and they were being baptized and they were gathering together in all kinds of small church plants everywhere. Some men came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. It'd be like saying, unless you have some mustard-flavored ice cream at Baskin-Robbins, you haven't really had the real Baskin-Robbins. So they were demanding Judaism, and they were demanding this practice of circumcision to continue. Besides Jesus, they said it's Jesus plus Judaism. And this brought Paul and Barnabas, verse 2, into a sharp dispute and debate with them. If you're not careful, you get into an argument over church and names and labels and doctrines, and it happened in the first century church. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed along with some other believers to go up to Jerusalem and to see the apostles and the elders about this question about, do we really have to do that? Do we really have to also practice circumcision like the Jewish faith and the Mosaic law and 
the Ten Commandments. Do we have to do all of that in addition to everything about Jesus? Verse 3, the church sent them on their way, and as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles who were outsiders, not religious insiders, had been converted too. They'd been grafted into the family of God and that God really was for everybody, not just Jewish people, not people just with the family of Abraham, but that God was for insiders and outsiders, both. That's why Jesus came into our world. Baby Jesus born in Bethlehem and he became our Savior, the Savior of the world. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. So they started talking about that. They were traveling through these places that they had never been before, Phoenicia and Samaria. These were places on the wrong side of the track where they were told not to go when they were Jewish. But now that they were following Jesus, they were told to go there and share the good news with everyone. Verse 4, when they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders to whom they reported everything that God had done through them on the wrong side of the tracks with people who were outsiders, Gentiles. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees. It's kind of like being a political party. It's kind of like being Democrats and Republicans. In the Jewish faith, they had a ruling body called the Sanhedrin made up of 70 leaders, and there was the Sadducees and the Pharisees, like Republicans and Democrats, and they were appointed to make decisions about doctrine, make decisions about the church. And so when Paul and Barnabas showed up and said that they were sharing the good news of Jesus with everyone they met, even in places they'd never been before, there were some of these who were Jewish followers now following Jesus, but also demanded that they remain Jewish. They belonged to this party of the Pharisees. They began to stir up trouble and have a dispute and said the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders met to consider this question. If I came in and I told you that you had to wear a suit next week if you came to our church, you had Jesus plus your clothing. Or if I said that if you came next week, we had to take all the white chairs out and we had to sit in pews in a straight line. Or if I said that you could only come to church on Sunday and Saturday wasn't going to work anymore. Or if I said anything that I said in addition to Jesus, it probably wouldn't be that probably wouldn't be what God wants me to say. And that's exactly what they were doing in the early church that caused so much of a dispute in chapter 15. And so they tried to figure out how to straighten out this sharp dispute that was about Judaism and circumcision. And it was a pretty critical time in the church. Have you ever been in a church that had some kind of a internal conflict about some issue? Have you? Nod your head so I can see whether or not you've ever been around other Christian people who've ever had a... Anybody? Could be about the music that you sing or play and can you use drums in the inst or electric instruments or can you, you know, can what color carpet are we going to have on the floor? Where are we going to put the communion table? Or are we going to use furniture that looks like it really does belong in a church? All kinds of questions that people have. And so... There are disagreements and arguments. And so verse 5, it says they began to look for a solution. 
you got to find you really got to want to make things better and build community in your community you really got to want it to 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 try to straighten things out to continue the momentum and the goodwill there's so much goodwill right now because christmas is just around the corner we just came out of thanksgiving Listen to me, in your family and in your marriage and in your shopping and in your tree and decoration, there's so much goodwill. Everybody wants to be happy. We want to get along better. We want everybody to get well. We want everybody to feel better. But it's so easy to lose that because we have some kind of dispute. We have some kind of sharp disagreement between a husband and a wife or between you and the kids or between your neighbor next door or between somebody who's your cousin and, and, and that's what happens to us. We lose this community in our community. And sometimes it's right around our own kitchen table. Say amen. amen. This is hard. It was really hard in the early church, and it's hard today for all of us because we're all just people. And everybody get their own I- We get our own ideas about what kind of flavor we want for ice cream. And if you're not careful, you do that in the church too. And we like the particular kind of church. We like the particular kind of clothing in a church, or we like the particular kind of music in a church, or a particular kind of people in a church. Y'all got to be white, or y'all got to be black, or y'all got to be married, or I don't know, but we like it our way, whatever our way is. And that's what happened in the early church. In order to make things better, they had to really want to make it better and build community in their community. Verse 5, verse 5 of chapter 15, but then some of the men who had been Pharisees before their conversion stood up and declared that all Gentile converts must be circumcised and be required to follow the law of Moses. People started to talk about this on both sides, the argument, and there were a lot of people that were very legalistic, and maybe you met some of those people who were stubborn and Really don't want to discuss things that we disagree upon. But Peter was looking to find some balance, verse 7, and bring some discussion together so they could settle this and resolve this. And really, they really, really did want to make this. They wanted it badly to straighten this discussion out. And you really, in your own life and in your own business, in your own relationships with each other, you really have to want to do this. If you have a disagreement at Christmas, you want to settle it as soon as possible. Say amen. amen. You really do. It takes, it takes everybody working together, trying to find a solution. You've got to really want this. And so we they really wanted a solution, and I hope you do too. And I, and I hope that the wars that are happening in the world right now, and I, think, I hope that everybody really wants to find a solution because that's how we get solutions is we have to decide that we want to build community in our community even with people who are different from us. Here's the second W. We're going to keep reading Acts chapter 15. The second W besides really wanting it bad, like I want to make this better, I want to settle our dispute, we've got to get over this argument, we've got to go see a therapist or a counselor, we've got to decide what, what we can agree upon, we've got to find some common ground. All those kind of things is in point one here, and that's what they had to start with. They had to really want to get better, and then the second W is, it stands for they had to really work hard. You have to really sometimes work hard for this solution that you want. It's not easy. Look at verse 7. 
Look at the, they had this sharp dispute and disagreement, and it was in the church, and some people had one idea and some people had another. So they, they wanted to work it out and not lose their momentum and, and not lose the community they had, the connection they had, the friendliness they had in their community with each other that with people that weren't like them, and then they had to get to work. After much discussion, verse 7, Peter got up and he addressed everybody that was trying to start an argument. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. So the Jewish people, they had to get over it because God had said Jesus was for everybody, John 3.16. And they weren't yet getting over it. They were still stubborn trying to say, you have to be like us before you can come to our church. And uh, you have to do the same things that we do and practice what we practice, our doctrine. Verse 8, Peter says, that's not so. God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, those who were insiders and those who were outsiders. The only thing that mattered was that they both needed Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? That's it. They both needed Jesus. People who were insiders and outside outsiders, they really just both needed Jesus. And so God made no distinction, insiders and outsiders, for he purified their hearts by faith. When you come to faith in Jesus, that's what he demands. We say by faith through grace at baptism, and we're all in. We're, we're invited to the Jesus party, and you can't be somebody inside the church trying to keep other people out of the church because they don't look like you or, or they don't dress like you or they don't like the same music that you like. You can't do that. You can't be exclusive and honor God and bring glory to God. You're not going to build momentum. You're going to, you're going to interrupt momentum. And you're going to disrupt community in your community, building community with people that are not like us. And God was bringing us all together. We really are better together. Say amen. amen. Yeah, that's how it works. I'm just telling you, it's in the Bible. Now then, Peter says to the people that were trying to create an argument, why, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples, the new disciples who were outsiders before, a yoke that neither we who are insiders, people that go to church and are Jewish and now follow Jesus, nor our fathers, like Abraham, have been able to bear. Verse 11, Peter says, No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. Aren't you glad for grace? Think about this. Aren't you glad it doesn't matter if you've got short hair or long hair or you wear glasses or no glasses or if you're a man or you're a woman or if you're married or if you're single or if you're a white person or an African American? Aren't you glad that grace changes everything? Grace changes God's message for everyone and that everyone is welcome. Aren't you glad for grace? Amen? Amen. Heck yeah, guys. So why wouldn't we open the door and say, you got to try this ice cream. Just try any. Just try. Just try the vanilla. I think vanilla is great. But if you don't like vanilla, just try the chocolate. Wouldn't that be super if we just went simple church and said, just try church. Just try Jesus. What if we just had two flavors? Just try Jesus and just try the church. What if we just went simple? Amen. Instead of like I said a moment ago with Baskin Robbins 
flavors of 31 one for every day of the month now we've got 1400 flavors and if you go look try to pick your ice cream off the wall you don't even know what which one to get you're just people trying to find a church there's so many different flavors and kinds and names we're not really sure where to go so let's just keep it simple that's what this this is what they say you really got to want this and then you got to work at it and make it easy and simple verse 12 the whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the miraculous signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. Just tell your Jesus story. That's all I can tell you. You don't have to tell them about your church that's next door to AutoZone. If they ask you where do you go to church, say, yeah, that's where I go to church. I'm Journey Church. But just tell your Jesus story. That's the most powerful story you got. It doesn't have to be about the preacher wears blue jeans. Don't, you don't have to tell that story. Just tell your Jesus story. If they ask you what's the dress code, you can say, yeah, we wear blue jeans. Just wear what you got. That's okay. But my point is, if you're talking about ice cream, just talk about basic stuff like chocolate and vanilla. And if they ask you more questions, do you have any other flavor? Then sure, we got some other flavors too. But make it easy. Say easy? Not hard. And that's what these guys said. You're making it too hard, guys. That's why people don't know what to do. And we've made it too hard sometimes. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Saul telling about the miraculous signs. Just tell what God's doing in your life since you met Jesus. That's the best, that's the best invitation to ice cream I've ever heard in my life. I went into this store and they gave me a big bowl and it was the best chocolate ice cream I've ever I got another spoon and I was out of both hands. Boy, it was good. When you talk about Jesus like that, people want to know more. Amen? Amen? But if you tell them something crazy and wacky and weird, like you went to some ice cream store and it had mustard-flavored ice cream, they're like, dude, are you crazy or what's wrong with you? Probably so. Make it easy. Make it simple. you got to work on things. If you got to really want it, and then you got to really work on it and make it Something people can understand. Still with me? I'm almost done. Can I tell you this little story about a dog and a cat? Say yes. Okay, okay. The church is changing. Come on now. The church Jesus started is changing. The Bible's not changing, and Jesus is not changing, and salvation's not changing, and Sunday's not changing, and Easter and Christmas is not changing, but the church is changing. Come on. Look at us. Look at me. I've got a closet full of suits. I've gone to church where we sit in pews. I've sung hymns. Come on. The church is changing. We've got different people, different times, different kinds, but it's still like vanilla and ice cream. It's still like, it's still like, Basic, simple church. Tell people about that. And don't get stuck on some kind of tradition that you had a long time ago. Like you had to do something a certain way. Okay, let me tell you a story about the dog and cat. You'll get what I'm saying. You are looking at me like, what's he talking about? Here's the story. Farmer Brown and Farmer Green Okay, that's easy. 
Farmer Brown and Farmer Green were neighbors. Farmer Brown had a dog that loved to chase cats. And Farmer Green had a cat that hated dogs. When Farmer Brown went to visit Farmer Green, he would take his dog, and as soon as the dog saw the cat, a race ensued. The dog chased the cat a couple of times around the farmhouse in the backyard, and a cat always ran up an old oak tree. It happened with every visit. After a couple of years, Farmer Brown cut down the old oak tree. And sure enough, along came Farmer Brown and his trusty dog. The dog saw the cat. The cat began to run. The dog was in hot pursuit. Around the house they ran once, twice, and the cat went for the old oak tree, and he was some 30 feet up in the air before he realized something was different. <laughs> the tree was gone. If you think you can do church like you did 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, something's changed. You can't do it that way. The flavor doesn't change. It's still Jesus. It's still the Bible. It's still simple. It's still like ice cream. But you can't go back to what you used to have and say, but I liked it that way. The tree's gone. Say amen. amen. The world's never going to turn the clock back to do it your way. Like I liked it when they all, when that preacher would just stand still and there was a pulpit there and he clung to both sides, you know. And Okay, so you liked it that way. Well, it ain't that way right now. And it might change again. But I'm just telling you guys, you got stuck on something in your mind like you don't like what we're doing or what I'm saying or the way I'm saying it or the way I'm entertaining you or not entertaining you. You got some idea in your head. Somehow somebody told you, somebody taught you, somebody gave a tradition to you and you think that's the way it's got to be and you got a dog and you got a cat, you got an idea, somebody else got another idea and you're like chasing each other around the yard and you always did the same thing and that you won the argument, you climbed the tree, but the tree's gone. And it's different. And so we need to learn how the dog and cat can get along better to build community and a community with people that are different from us instead of just chasing each other around the house. Say Amen. You're going to have to work with some people that you probably hadn't thought about working with because we're different. You got to really want it, and you got to really work at it and collaborate, partner with each other. And Journey is really trying to do that. We're trying to build houses. We're working on it. We're trying to give away hot chocolate and work in the community. We're working on that. We're trying to have a free medical clinic. Have been for years. We're working on that. We're trying to start whatever we can to work with other people and partner with other people that are different from us because we're just trying to get everybody to try basic, simple church. Jesus. And here's the last W. You got to want it. You got to work on it. And then you've got to go to the Bible. You've got to find something in the Bible. You've got to find some way that God's Word will help you 
if you've got a problem with your husband or wife, with your kids, with your job, with your work, with your supervisor, before you get mad and chase the cat around the house, around the farm, and up a tree, before you do the same thing you've always done and get the same result you always got, go to the Bible. See if you can find some guidance there. And so that's what, that's what Peter, the apostles, that's what Paul and Barnabas Verse 13, they, they found the other W. When they finished, James spoke up. James, the half-brother of Jesus. James was one of the elders in the church of Jerusalem. When they finished this discussion about how can we get along better instead of chasing each other around a house and up a tree, insiders and outsiders, people who are different from us, their color of skin or their religion or their tradition or their background or their denomination or the church in town or the church in the country, big church, little church, how can we all get along better? When they finished this, Jesus' half-brother, James, brothers, listen to me. Simon has described to us how God at first showed his concern by taking from the Gentiles a people for himself. The words of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it is written, After this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Talking about Jerusalem and the temple and all kinds of things that happened in, in Israel's failure and faith meltdown. But God said there was a remnant of faithful people that he would restore, and he did. And he brought the Gentiles together with the faithful remnant of Israel. He's going to rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild, and I will restore it even better and that the remnant of men may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who bear my name will come together in community with community with each other who are different, says the Lord, who does these things that have been known for ages. So all throughout the Old Testament, God kept saying, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. The prophets kept saying, if you don't stop sinning and being unfaithful and worshiping idols, I'm going to allow you to be captured by your enemies and you're going to lose everything. And so that happened all through the Old Testament. And the prophets kept saying, if you don't build some community within the community, you're going to lose this. And they lost it. But God said, it's not over. I've got a plan, a bigger plan. And my plan is there's a remnant of faithful people who are Jewish, and I'm going to bring those faithful together with those who are outsiders that are Gentiles, and those people are going to become the faithful church. And that's where we are today in history. There are people from all kinds of denominations and all kinds of cities and towns and states and countries of the world from all over the globe and the planet it's not just one location, it's every location. And everybody comes together in the name of Jesus using the Word of God and we find community in the community and we bring others too. That was God's plan throughout the Bible and that's what they're talking about in Jerusalem in the first century church when they began to have a dispute and have differences about doctrine and about whether or not you had to be Jesus plus something else. It's not Jesus plus anything. It's Jesus. And that's where it had to stay. And that's where it is today. Jesus Church today. So make it simple. Make it clear. And make it so that other people can understand how to make a choice. Verse 13, Jesus was like this mega church leader in Jerusalem. And he begins to speak. And he was using the Bible as his base for his conclusion. If you have a statement to make, go to the Bible first. 
James urges the people that had this dispute and disagreement to settle their doctrine, doctrine and this uh, argument by going back to the Bible. If you've got a dispute with somebody, instead of, about, instead of having your opinion, try to settle it with the Bible and try to work it out and build community again in your community, even if it's, even if it's with each other. And God will bless that. Here's the bottom line. Write this down. I think I got it. Bottom line is we all need to work together. The religious, the religious world everywhere needs to work together to help people realign their life from a biblical viewpoint, viewpoint so they can build a consensus. But the only way to have consensus and change our world and continue building community in our community is with Jesus. That is the only way. You can't just keep adding flavors of God and the Bible like flavors of ice cream and work things work things out. You have to go back to simple church and simple ideas that are in the Bible that God really is for everybody. And so that's still the plan. And Doug's going to pass communion, and I'm going to do communion. I'm going to read a verse, and we're going to pray, and I hope that this has helped, that we're going to have to really want to make things better. If you're, in a, if you're in some argument with somebody, you're never going to get it straightened out if you don't really want to make it better. you got to want to make it better first. And then you really got to work on it. You can't just say, I want to make it better. You really have to make the effort, whatever it takes, to make things better. And then you finally got to go to the Bible if you're really going to solve a problem. You can't just have strong opinions because you may never agree if you just have strong opinions. Go find the Bible and work it out. What does God want us to do? Find an answer there. Take the cup and take the bread. Let's take the bread first. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles just keep it simple make it clear God really is for everybody cup let me pray God it is confusing in our world today all around us we have a lot of churches with a different a lot of different names, a lot of different times and locations. But honestly, we really are all in the same family on the same team. And help us get that sorted out sooner than later, especially at Christmas, so that everybody might really have a wonderful Merry Christmas because of Jesus, Savior of the world. He's not just a Savior of some churches or some denominations or some states or cities or countries he really is he's baby jesus savior of the world it is true would you forgive us when we try to keep it our way for ourselves too long may we help others be invited as well in jesus name amen drop your little cups in the basket there and uh, if you want to help us with some of our outreach during December as we talked about earlier with nursing homes put some of your money in the tithe jug and help us with your plate and your tithe 
that'd be a great place to start too. We're going to sing another song, and you guys who are home, God bless you. Hope you have a great week. We're getting closer to Christmas all the time, so let's do this. We really are better together. God loves you. We do too.